We are so thankful uh, for this privilege and this opportunity. Uh, so thankful that uh, you are joining us by way of live stream today as well. So all of you, we say welcome to you, and we pray all is well with you. Uh, usually I'm not the guy standing here on Wednesday evenings, uh, but uh, Brother Jade, he had a little procedure done today, and uh, he's home resting and recovering, and we thank the Lord that that was a success today, and uh, so we, we send him our, our regards tonight as well, and uh, others are working and all of those things, but uh, we're glad that you're here, and I'm going to do my best to encourage you and uh, try to share with you what the Lord has laid on my heart for our time together this evening. If you have your Bibles with you, Second uh, Kings chapter number 4 is where we're going to read tonight. And uh, we're going to, it's a very familiar passage of Scripture for probably most of you uh, in this room. But uh, I want to uh, share with you uh, just some things that God has really birthed in my spirit uh, if you're able, I'm going to ask for the standing of the reading of the word. If you're not, I totally understand that and honor that. But uh, let us begin and together. Second Kings chapter number four, the first seven verses, we find the following. It says, Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thy handmaid hath not anything in the house other than a pot of oil. Then he said, Go borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and thou shalt pour out into all the vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And it come to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil and pay thy debt, and live thou and thy children of the rest. For a few moments tonight, I want to look at this passage, and I want to talk to you about behind closed doors. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you this evening for your word. We thank you for your people. We thank you for the privilege to stand in this sacred place and to speak your word. Lord, I pray that you would anoint this vessel of clay tonight to speak your word under the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And we will always give you the praise and the glory for what's accomplished in Jesus' name. And the church says, amen and amen. You may be seated. Thank you for honoring the word of the Lord tonight. We could talk about lots of things this evening, um, but tonight I do not want to be negative. I do not want to focus on the challenges around us uh, that weighs us down, but I want to bring a word of encouragement to you in very uncertain times. We see tonight in our text a particular woman in a place that we could say was a place of great uncertainty. 
it is safe to say that she was in a place where she felt overwhelmed. Is there anybody in the room tonight that could relate to feeling overwhelmed? I think all of us can at some point in our life, we have felt like everything was closing in. No matter what we tried, it seemed like we was faced with greater opposition. She is mourning the loss of her husband. We find that in our text tonight. And now on top of that, we see that a creditor has come and he is trying to collect a debt that she does not have the means to pay. And therefore, which leads to the threatening of her sons to become bondmen, simply meaning they was going to be placed in slavery. We find this brings us to the question tonight that I want to ask to you, what do you do when it appears like everything around you is crumbling? What is it that you really turn to or what is it that you really began to focus on. We see the decisions made during these times in our lives. They have a lasting effect, not just on us as individuals, but on those that's around us. We see that the decision that this particular lady was facing was not just now affecting her, but it was affecting those that she loved most, her two sons. We have witnessed the destruction of many who have taken control and to do things themselves in seasons such as this, when they turn to the things of the world. But also tonight, we have witnessed great and amazing victories of others who have put their trust in Jesus Christ in times such as this, when they relied completely on his word. I'd like to take just a few moments tonight and take a closer look at the response of the lady in this text. The first thing that I would point out to you this evening is this, that she cried out to the prophet of God. I must remind you and I today very quickly that he is faithful to those who call on him. So no matter what you find yourself in today, no matter how overwhelmed you might feel, no matter how difficult the situation is around you, can I tell you in the midst of the world that's going crazy and all of the noise in it, it's, it's really easy for us to become so frustrated that we just can kind of sit and do nothing and we say, what are we going to do? We ask the question over and over and over. But can I tell you, I find in this story uh, that the beginning uh, and the moving towards the miracle that was about to take place in this lady's life all started because she understood that she could not do it in herself uh, and therefore she began to cry aloud to the prophet. Uh, I I must remind you of David in scripture in Psalms chapter 3 verse number 4. He said, I cried unto the Lord with my voice and he heard me out of his holy hill. Can I tell you, there is great comfort tonight in knowing uh, that when you call out, he is faithful to hear. But it doesn't stop there. In Psalms 18, verse number six, uh, David said, in my distress, uh, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God, and he heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him, even into his ears. Uh, can I tell you, uh, we, if we're not careful, 
a lot of times we spend a lot of good energy uh, crying out to others around us. And there's nothing wrong with having a circle of people around us. Uh, But if we're not calling out to God, uh, listen, uh, when we call out to him, uh, he is faithful to respond uh, and he has unlimited authority. Uh, When you confide in individuals, they have limited capability. Uh, But when you begin to call out to your heavenly father, uh, you have to understand that not only does your cry come up before him and touches his ear, uh, but he has the ability uh, to bring about a change in your circumstance. Uh, And we see that's exactly what happened uh, with this particular story. Uh, But we find that David brings it in a very personal manner in Psalms 34, verse number six. He said, this poor man cried. He was saying, it's not about what anybody else has told me. It's not about what anybody else has shared. But he said, I'm going to give you my personal testimony is this. Uh, He said, when I cried, uh, he heard me. Uh, He said, when I cried out, uh, he said, he heard me and he saved me uh, out of all of my trouble. Uh, Can I tell you, we have a God that does not just hear us, uh, but we have a God that is able to deliver us uh, from all of of our trouble. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm thankful uh, that I have a God that is concerned enough uh, that he will not just listen, uh, but he will respond on my behalf. Uh, I want you to understand on a Wednesday night, uh, right before the snow begins to fly in Indiana, uh, you and I have a place uh, where we can stand steadfast, unmovable uh, in a place that's abounding uh, in the things of God because if we cry out, uh, He is faithful to respond uh, and he is able to deliver us uh, even when you cry in your distress. David is an example of that. You say, well, that's just one man. Well, I'm so thankful that we have many other things we can reflect upon, but one of them, especially we find in Matthew chapter number 14, verse number 26 and 27 If you read the uh, scriptures leading up to that, you will find that the disciples is out in a boat and a storm is raging all around them. But in the midst of this stormy night, they began to see an image coming and they thought maybe it was a spirit. They was, fear was gripping their hearts, but Jesus is walking on the storm. And we find that it says, when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, They were troubled, saying, it is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spake unto them, saying, be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Can anybody testify that he has heard you when you called? You see, why is it that we're so quick to believe the lies of the enemy When he says, this is it, this is all over, you're not going any further. But if you would pause and remember that there was other times in your life when you felt the same way, but when you cried out, God faithfully responded and he delivered you from the snare of the fowler. Please hear me. The second thing tonight that I want you to notice with me is this. She heard the voice and she received the instruction. Notice when she began to look at her situation and she cried out unto the prophet Elisha. Notice she simply said, 
my husband is dead and you know that he was a servant that feared the Lord. And she said, the creditor has come and now my sons are in danger of being bondmen. And he simply said, what do you have in your house? She's looking around and says, I don't really have anything. How many times do we find ourselves feeling like we just don't have anything? You've been to church for the last six months, been faithful to every event, been faithful to your prayer time, been faithful to your devotion, but yet you just don't have a spark inside. And it's like, man, I've been faithful, but I just don't feel like I have anything. We've all been there, right? But he says, I want you to self-examine. What do you have in your house? And she said, well, I, I have a pot of oil. He said, okay. Notice, you know the story. He said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go borrow some vessels from your neighbors. Don't borrow a few. Borrow a lot of them. Then go in, shut the door behind you and your sons. So we find that she heard the voice and she received the instructions. I have to say this to you and I this evening. When men hear and follow his voice, it always gives way to his promises. When you start looking at the nation of Israel and the children of Israel, you will find in Deuteronomy chapter 4, they've been given instructions. They've been given a lot of things to kind of chew on. And the word of the Lord from the man of God is saying, if you'll do these, things will be well with you. But when you get to the latter part of this chapter, I want to just briefly look at it. Chapter 4, verse 35 through 40 of Deuteronomy, it says this, Unto thee it was showed that thou mightest know that the Lord, he is God. There is none else beside him. Out of heaven he made thee to hear his voice, that he might instruct thee. And upon earth he showed thee his great fire, and thou hast heardest his words out of the midst of the fire. And because he loved thy fathers, therefore he chose their seed after them and brought thee out in his sight with his mighty power out of Egypt to drive out nations from before thee greater and mightier than thou art to bring thee in and to give thee their land for an inheritance as it is this day. Know therefore this day and consider it in thy heart that the Lord, he is God in heaven above and upon the earth beneath. There is none else. Thou shalt keep therefore his statues and his commandments, which I command thee this day that it may go well with thee and with thy children after thee and that thou mayest prolong thy days upon the earth which the Lord thy God giveth thee forever. Now, why is this important? He says, thou shalt keep, therefore, his statutes and his commandments, which I command thee this day, that it may go well with thee. If it's going well with us, it means that we're progressing and stepping into the promises of God. We find that she understood the importance of not just hearing, but responding to the word. Israel obtained the promise because they heard and followed the instructions of Joshua after a generation died in a wilderness. But God continued to favor the children of Israel. And those that was born in the wilderness stepped into a promised land called Canaan because that they heard and they responded. They received the instructions of the man of God. Notice with me. There's others we could talk about tonight. Peter walked on water simply because he heard and he received instructions. Peter said, Lord, if it's really you, bid me to come. What did Jesus say? He simply said, come. 
Peter heard it. He stepped over the bow of the boat and he walked on water. Notice with me, we could talk to you about Naaman tonight when he heard the word from the prophet of God, go down and dip in the Jordan seven times. And because he simply obeyed that basic command, he heard it and he received the instruction. A man that was stricken with leprosy, he was washed white as snow. I could talk to you tonight as well about 10 other leopards uh, that when they heard that Jesus and saw him far off, they began to call out to him. And he simply said, uh, go show yourself to the priest. And as they began to walk, they heard and they responded. They received the instructions. As they began to walk, they realized that they was beginning to be made clean. Only one of the 10 came back and fell down his feet. And it says that he was made whole. We find tonight that also we could talk to you about a lame man sitting outside the gate called beautiful and Acts chapter 3, when he looked up on Peter and John, and they simply said, silver and gold we don't have, but what we do have, give unto you. But before they said that, Peter said this, look on us. He heard, and he responded to the instruction, and therefore, he received strength. Well, how am I saying tonight? Notice, let us hear and receive our instruction. Is it possible tonight that there's a lack of strength, a lack of power, a lack of authority in the church in America today in our lives as men and women of faith because we fail to hear and to receive instruction? Please hear me, young and elders alike. Her willingness to respond to what she heard brings us to the third thing that I want to talk to you tonight about. She responded in faith to all that was spoken. I want to ask the question tonight, how faithful are we responding to the word of God in our life? Her willingness to respond in faith gave birth to her miracle. Notice with me, Habakkuk chapter number two, the first four verses of this powerful three-chapter book that you find in Old Testament, notice what it says. He says, I will stand up on my watch and set me up on the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables and that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie, though it tarry. Wait for it because it will surely come. It will not not tarry. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. Hear me this evening. If that isn't enough, Jesus simply says in Luke chapter 17, verse number six, he said, and the Lord said, if, he have, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto this sycamore tree, be thou plucked up by the root and be thou planted in the sea and it should obey. What am I saying tonight is we find that there was a lady in a time of great distress, great discomfort, getting ready to say farewell to her sons because she did not have any means to provide what was needed for them. But all of a sudden she hears a word from the man of God and he says, go behind the door, close the door behind you and do what I'm instructing you to do. Now we find that she is behind closed doors. I want to say this tonight. We have gotten really good at doing church in America. We know how to do church in a public setting. 
We know how to shout. We know how to dance. We know how to run. We know how to gather in the front of a building and pray for people. We, we know how to do all of those things. But the question is, what are we doing behind closed doors? Because I'll tell you this, a lot of times we're shouting, we're dancing, we're praying for people. Nobody's getting healed. Nobody's getting delivered. Nobody's getting setting free because the simple fact is we put on a show, but yet we fail to walk the walk that has been instructed to us by the word of God. You know, it would not have mattered at all if the lady would have came outside with a, pit, with a pot of oil and began to just try to pour oil into vessels outside in a public arena saying, look what I'm getting ready to do. A miracle is getting ready to happen. It would have never took place because she did not respond according to the instructions that was given. But when the man of God simply said, I want you to take some vessels, I want you to take what you have, and I want you to close the door behind you with your sons. Notice, he wanted the next generation to see the miracle-working power of God. I want to ask the question tonight. When was the last time that you took the next generation in behind the door with you so that they could see the power of God? When was the last time that we thought it was important to go beyond and close the door and get into a secret place? Notice, it was in Acts chapter 3, I 16, that I just mentioned about the man that was sitting outside the gate of beautiful. Notice uh, Peter and John began to be ridiculed by what had happened. Everybody began to question, what in the world's going on? How did this happen? In verse number 16, he said, And his name, through faith in his name, hath made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Notice, she responded in faith even when she didn't know what was going to happen. Romans chapter 1, verse number 17, Paul writes this, and he says, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Which takes me to Romans 5 and 1. Therefore, been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Here's what I observe at this season, whether it be in this house or any other house that I, that I go and minister in or fellowship in, is I find that there is an absence of peace amongst believers. It isn't by accident, but it shows me this reality. There is no peace because there is a lack of faith. Now, stay with me. Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. The absence of the word in the life of the modern-day churchgoer has created a spiritual deafness, and therefore we have a generation sitting in the house of God that cannot hear, which has left them in a place where there is a lack of faith in motion. Notice, you can say, well, I believe in God. Well, that's wonderful. I'm glad that you do. But Scripture also tells us that even the devil believes in God. It's not enough to believe. It's an, we have to respond in faith concerning that which we believe. So what is faith tonight? 
Hebrews 11, verse number 1 through verse number 3 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Faith is what sets us apart from others. Hebrews eleven six 6 says, Without faith it is impossible to please him, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Notice her faith caused what she had to be more than enough to not only deliver her from a debt she couldn't pay, but it also protected her children from the hand of oppression. Can I tell you today, we today have got to move beyond where we are. I know it's Wednesday and I know y'all may be tired and quiet, but please hear me. I must be honest with you. I'm tired of seeing a false expression of victory in the house of God. Does it matter that we put on our Sunday best? Does it matter that we shout and dance? Does it matter that we lift our hands? Does it matter that a tear comes down a corner of our eye? Please hear me. A shout in front of others doesn't birth miracles. Only faith in motion behind closed doors brings about the miracle working power of God. And while we continue to shout out front without closed door faith, we're seeing a generation continually be oppressed and removed from our presence and becoming bondmen to the world. God help us and God forgive us. You may ask, what does this really mean, Pastor? It means we must walk in obedience to the Word of God, not occasionally, but continually, even when others aren't present to see. Notice she sent her sons to gather the vessels that was needed, and when they returned, she closed herself in with them. Her act of faith in that moment cannot be overstated. She took her pot of oil and began to pour. And at this point, all of her hope, all of her hope was in the word that she had received. I ask this question to you and I tonight. How much hope do you really have in the word of God? Her willingness to respond gave increase to that which she already had. And notice what happened. The moment that she began to take that pot of oil and began to pour, there began to be the aroma of flowing oil. Oil represents the Holy Spirit all through Scripture. I want to ask one more time tonight. What is the aroma of your house? What is the aroma of your life? Is your atmosphere filled with the smell of oil? I'm reminded of Jesus sitting at the table with many people shortly before the crucifixion. And all of a sudden, Mary comes in with an alabaster box of ointment. 
It was very pricely. It was precious. The Bible says she broke that box and she took that ointment and poured it upon his feet and she began to wipe his feet with her hair. Others sitting around said, oh, that was such a waste. But Jesus simply said, that will be a memorial for all days to come. We're still talking about it today. 2,000 years ago, it happened. Why are we still talking about it? It's because that house, there was an aroma that filled it when oil began to flow. You and I today can look over the scope of history and we could talk to you about Toronto. We could talk to you about Brownsville. We could talk to you about Cane Ridge. We could talk about to you all of these moves of God. And I will tell you this, something that happened was there was always an oil flowing in them. And that's why we're still talking about because there was an aroma about it. The only reason that there's not an aroma flowing today in America in the churches it, where it's dry and, and, and withering away and dying is because of the simple fact there's not a cry, there's not a hearing and a responding in faith to that which he's speaking. I'm going to bring this to a close this evening as they come to the music. I want to give you just a couple of more passages of Scripture her willingness to respond gave increase to that which she already had. James chapter 2, verse number 14 says, What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works? Can faith save him? It's a good question, right? But you read further down in this chapter, verse 15 through 17. It says, If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace. Be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding you give them not those things which are needed to the body. What doeth it profit? The writer says, even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, been alone. But it doesn't stop there. Verse number 18 through verse number 23. says, yea, a man may say, thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see, if we're ever going to be called friends of God, it will be because that when we cry out and he speaks instructions that we respond in faith. It was behind closed doors that she added work to her faith. You find it was behind closed doors she wasn't trying to get accolades from men. She wasn't trying to get applause. But she was desperate. She was destitute. She was overwhelmed. She didn't know what else to do. But in the midst of not knowing, she said, oh, man of God. Oh, man of God, I'm in trouble. And he simply said, take what you have. She heard. She responded in faith. And this caused a sound to be heard 
in the heavenlies. I was in conversation this week. And a minister made a statement. And I don't know if I'd ever, I guess I'd read it, but it never had registered. So I went back to scripture and I found it. And I believe something amazing happened when this woman went and closed the door. As she closed the door behind her with her sons, with just a pot of oil, not only did it alter something in the earthly realm, but it caused something to happen in the heavenly realm. And I want to show you something very powerful in my opinion. In Zephaniah chapter number 3, verse number 17, it said, The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. How many knows he's mighty? He will save. How many knows he will save? He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. But get this. He will joy over thee with singing. Get this. I am a firm believer of this. When this woman, in a distressed manner, surrounded by a bunch of empty vessels, with one pot of oil, by faith closed the door behind her with her two sons, began to pour oil out, miracle began to happen, the Lord in heaven began to take joy over her, and he began to sing. Did you realize that the Lord will sing over you? This afternoon, I had the privilege of spending a couple hours with my grandson alone. That's the best time when he got him alone. But I had him in my arms. And he was ooing and aahing at me. But then, me and him, we just sing. Everybody else just talks to him and says, oh, you're good and all of these things. That's all good and grand. But there's something about when you begin to sing. As his papa, I just look at him and I take joy in him. And I begin to sing. And every time I begin to sing, his eyes just begin to light up. And he begins to just look. And he just begins to just soak it up. And he just begins to just enjoy. Here's what I want you to understand. You have a heavenly father that when you operate in faith doesn't just move on your behalf, but he begins to sing over you and talk about what happens. That's how the peace of God comes. That's how the joy of God comes. Because how many knows you can be in a troubled state, but all of a sudden somebody begins, you can have a baby crying, uh, all distraught, all worked up for whatever reason, uh, but you pick up that baby and begin to sing to him what happens. Uh, there begins to be a soothing. Uh, there begins to be a calming. Uh, listen, uh, the reason our lives are so out of sorts uh, is because 
because we're waiting on somebody else's faith to get us through. Uh, but what I'm here to tell you tonight is very simple, young and old alike. Uh, just cry out to him uh, and then respond according to how he responds to you. Uh, but then by faith say, I don't have all the answers, God. Uh, I don't know how a pot of oil uh, is going to pay my debt. Uh, I don't know how a pot of oil is going to deliver my sons. Uh, I don't know how a pot of oil is going to bring revival. Uh, I don't know how a pot of oil is going to touch the situation around me. Uh, but by faith, uh, if you're telling me just to pour it out, that's what I'll do. Uh, and as I begin to pour out that oil, uh, all of a sudden the angels in heaven have to stop their singing uh, because there's one greater than them uh, that begins to sing. Uh, and he's not singing over them, uh, but he begins to sing over his children. Uh, and then there begins to be a peace that comes. Uh, and every devil in hell uh, loses its grip and its authority over your life uh, because when the Father sings, uh, everything else is silence. Hallelujah. Behind closed doors. I say all of that to say this. Psalms 27, 5. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up on a rock. I don't know what you're going through today. I don't know what your struggle is today. But I know in your time of trouble, if you'll call on him, he will hide you in his pavilion. Psalms 32 and 7. Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. It's not songs of I hope I can make it, but it's songs of deliverance. If you respond in faith, know this. There's songs of victory have been sung on your behalf. And I'm going to leave you with this tonight. Psalms 91. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noise of pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers and under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. There was one standing saying I'm taking your children and they're going to labor for me it was a debt they didn't know and it was a debt she couldn't pay but when she cried out to the Lord there was a pot of oil that began to bring deliverance and here's what I want you to understand tonight when she went back to the man of God and she said I did what you said now I've got all of these things of oil around me. What do I do? He said, take them and sell them. Pay your debt. You and your son live on the rest. God didn't just meet the present need, but he made provision for their future. Young men that's getting ready to go to the airport here in a few hours, I think. God didn't just make provision for the present, but because of your faith to trust him in this season, he's making provision for your future. 
Everything in life changed and altered over the last few months for these two young men. They're headed to Nicaragua and they're going to begin to operate and move be the hands and feet of God for the next few weeks, several weeks, as they continue to learn and grow for the mission of God. There may be times you feel discouraged. There may be times you feel like, why am I even here? Just cry out, hear, respond, walk in faith, and he'll begin to sing over you. As he begins to sing, there'll begin to be oil pouring and provisions will be made as we stand all over the house this evening behind closed doors. The aroma of flowing oil began to change the atmosphere. Tonight you might be here overwhelmed. You might be here discouraged. You might be here just saying, man, I just... It's been one of those weeks for me. All of us has had them. All of us has been there. But can I tell you? Oh, he's faithful. Oh, he loves you. And he has great things for you. I don't want you to walk out of this house discouraged. I don't want you to walk out of this house overburdened and overwhelmed by the cares of life. But I want you to walk out of here knowing this, that you know what? My God's got it. No matter what it looks like. I was thinking this afternoon, shortly before service, Debbie called me. She was out doing the joys of going to the grocery store. How many knows that's never fun? She called and I don't want to say she was complaining, but she was on the verge of complaining because of the fact that everything's just so expensive and this and that, and they don't have half the stuff I need. Well, I'm glad they didn't have half the stuff they needed considering how much you spent. But she began to say those things, and when I hung up with her, I began to move and I thought, God, you are so good. And in the midst of her frustration, I began to just celebrate because of the goodness of God because I began to think and it just hit me. I was like, God, you have been so good to me. Because I could remember the time I'd have been hard pressed to spend that much at the grocery store. And then my mind went and I realized how many times I stopped at a gas station this week because I have too many vehicles and every time I get in one, they're all on empty. And I thought, God, I remember a time when I'd been hard pressed to spend that much in fuel. And I began to go down memory lane and I said, God, you've been so good to me. Oh, you've been so good to me. And now... I'm in a place of blessing. I'm in a place of abundance. I'm in a place of more than enough. And I said, God, it rings true what I'm telling your people is because I have to be honest with you. I've not always had every answer. There's been times that I felt like everything was closing in. But I cried out. 
And when I cried out, he was faithful to respond. And I haven't done it perfectly, but my heart has been turned towards him and I've tried to follow his instructions. And because of following those instructions in faith, I look around and everywhere I look, I see blessing. Everywhere I look, I see abundance. Everywhere I look, I see that he's went before me. And it's like, God, it makes me excited about my future because if you've already made provision to this point, what else have you done in my future? I can't be here full of doubt and unbelief, but I got to stand here in faith tonight saying, God, it's about ready to get even better because you are so good. So it may look a little dark tonight for you, but just cry aloud. And then just faithfully respond to his instructions. Hear and receive it. Even if it may be a little bit of a corrective word. Because those that he loves, he chastens. But if he's chastening you, he's grooming you for what he's got behind closed doors. You may just see a little pot of oil. But what she didn't realize that was behind those doors was a miracle waiting to be manifested. You may feel like her tonight, just a little pot of oil. But if you'll respond in faith, I'm telling you, I believe this with all of my heart. The latter part of this year, going into the year 2022, is a time of a manifestation of miracles. God is getting ready to bring increase to those that have been faithful. So don't let your eyes keep you from embracing all that God is speaking to you. As they just begin to minister in song, I'm going to give you an opportunity tonight. Maybe you just need to be encouraged. Maybe you don't need anything, but maybe you just say, you know what, I'm going to receive this word by faith and I'm going to believe that there's some new things coming. Listen, I believe as we respond in faith tonight, there's a generation getting ready to be completely released in a, in a spiritual freedom. The enemy's trying to make bondmen out of them, but God's getting ready to set a provision in place where they're going to walk free, and that provision is going to be oil flowing again. There's a refreshing of the Holy Spirit coming back to the American church. There's, there's fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost getting ready to fill your children and fill a generation. So here tonight... I'm just going to invite you to come. You can stand, you can kneel, but I want us to pray together tonight and say, Lord, I'll be faithful, not just openly, but I'll be faithful to your word even behind closed doors. Won't you come? Won't you come? Hey, everyone, it's Pastor Jay here. I want to thank you for watching today. I pray that this message spoke directly to you and challenged and transformed your life by the power of the Holy Ghost. And I want to invite you to connect with us on social media and stay up to date with what's happening here at PTC. I pray that you have a great week and a great year of the Lord. We love you.